Hey folks, if you've seen any of the great merch we have lately, we've got Witch Police shirts, we've got bags, we've got more gear on the way. That's all made by our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Whether it's screen printing or embroidery, heat press vinyl or graphic design, Divine Shirts is the place to go for your band merch. They've been doing some of the best stuff from the best bands in Winnipeg and beyond. And if you're looking to get some merch made, head over to divineshirtcompany.ca or follow them on Instagram and tell them which police radio sent you. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Welcome to Witch Police Radio. This is kind of a weird thing I'm trying where I'm talking to people about uh, singles rather than about their whole career as musicians or about new albums or about what you're used to hearing on the podcast. So on this episode, which is a short episode, I have Orvis Thomas, who has been on the show before, but I'm glad that I can actually hear what you're saying <laughs> on, this, on this version of the uh, of an interview, because when you were on with the Bloodshots, um, we had some audio problems, but uh, you're a guy that, that I know of based on your work in other bands. And so what we're talking about today is is some solo stuff. So maybe if you want to just give some background about what you've been doing as a solo artist, and we can take it from there. Um, I started uh, recording solo singles in 2012, so I was doing like one a year. Um, last summer I started, uh, it's kind of like a prog progressive pop song uh, at Studio 23 in St. Anne, that's uh, run by Jody Hunter. Uh, just kind of on a whim, we recorded one of my old songs, just acoustic guitar and voice. And that's one of the songs that we're releasing uh, on March 21st. The song we were working on isn't ready yet, but it'll hopefully be out by this summer. Cool. So I guess, how, how does this, this solo stuff differ from what people maybe are more used to hearing you do with your bands? I mean, uh, are these songs that you maybe didn't want to bring to those other projects because sonically they're different or were they turned down by the other projects or what kind of differentiates a solo song from the work you do in maybe more recognizable stuff that people know you from um it's mostly like jazz country and blues what i do with uh like my solo material okay and it's definitely a lot of pop material too uh because like mostly you play in like rock bands and stuff you do like metal punk uh grunge and stuff like that but uh, with the solo stuff, it's basically like myself in control of the music. I don't have to listen to like a lead singer or something and kind of bow, <laughs> bow to their wishes or whatever. Yeah. Whereas like with the solo material, I'm in full control of everything. Do you have a preference? Would you, I mean, between playing that kind of heavier, louder stuff and, and then doing what you're doing as a solo artist? Um, it, it's really just about the connection to the material. Because um, like, uh, how do I say it? Like, I don't, I don't really want to play anything that I don't feel a connection to. So like the heavier music, you know, Metallica and stuff like that. And, you know, Megadeth, all the heavy, heavy stuff. Um, you play it because you feel a connection to it. And it's the same with like jazz and country. Sure. Um, I hope that makes sense. No, it does. It does. Do, do, do you, I guess what kind of background do you have musically then that maybe uh, leads you to have interest in something like jazz and country? Like, is that something that you've been playing for a long time, kind of aside from the rock stuff? Uh, my mom would listen to a lot of country music on road trips. Okay. So, like, it's, it's been a part of my life since I was, like, very young. Like, I, um, like, Prairie Oyster, yep. White Yoakum, 
you get into like jazz country and jazz blues and stuff like that. Cool. And it's just just my roots. Yeah. Really. So is this a lead up to a to a full length album you're going to be putting out under your own name at some point? Uh, we're hoping to. Uh, we were talking about uh, a full acoustic album of twelve songs. Um, I did release all of my past material as uh, an EP, which is going to benefit uh, homeless people in Winnipeg. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, we've so far raised fifty bucks, and that ain't bad. No, no, anything helps, right? That, that the fifty bucks can go a long way for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's coffee for some people. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. So, what this single that's coming out? Um, what is the name of the single? First of all. So uh, this song is called Only Your Love. Um, I recorded a full band version in 2015, and that was produced by Dale Penner. Okay. Um, it, it's, a, it's a jazz country song. Uh, this one, it's just acoustic voice and then the guitar solo. It's as bare bones as you can get. Yeah. It's got a real, it's got a real, uh, what's the word, old sound. <laughs> Just, you know, it's like the phrasing and everything. It's yeah. all one take. Cool, like, cool. Uh, the guitar was one take, the vocal, the guitar solo as well. So well, it's basically like warts and all. Yeah, no, but I think the country lends itself to that kind of style too, right? I mean, that, that kind of uh, uh, genuineness is what people, I think, often want when they're hearing that sort of music too, is, is it something honest and something sincere. And often the warts that come from like a one take recording, those almost add to the sincerity of it, right? Mm-hmm. yeah i was i was kind of apprehensive about it because like listening back to it you can hear where you're like making the mistakes and everything but it it kind of adds to it i think sure and then where can and people plus, oh sorry go ahead sorry. and plus in the concept of the mix it kind of like everything kind of meshes together where can people but find this when it comes out when it's released where, when it's released where do people find this single um it'll it'll pretty much be on everything um it'll be on everything except spotify okay <laughs> i'm i'm not a particular fan of spotify so i choose not to use that platform but it is available on like bandcamp and itunes and amazon and wherever else you can find it okay is the spotify thing just because of the way they uh sort of pay artists or don't pay artists depending on how you want to look at it yeah it's a, it's a biased opinion based on what i've read sure sure <laughs> and, and like no. if it's like if it's thousands of a cent then like what's the point right right unless you're selling millions of copies in which case even then it's yeah. it's, it's like a shitty uh, amount of money for the work that went into it yeah yeah so um what's the uh what's what would you prefer would you prefer Bandcamp or, or or someone buying buying it that way because you get more of the more of the proceeds from it yeah i i do prefer Bandcamp over everything else because like it it is direct and you get more of a lion's share of uh whatever is spent on your music. Yeah. And, and in the case of like the, the charity stuff that I put out, you know, more of that can go to helping people. Absolutely. And plus, you know, your local bands need support. And like, I've been getting into that, like giving people shout outs and stuff and directing them toward their page and all that. Cool. And then where can people find the old stuff? Like that, that EP that was raising money. Where is that available? Oh, you can find it on Bandcamp and iTunes and, pretty much everywhere cool. except spotify except spotify right on okay well yeah um i'm, I'm glad i'm glad uh, you have this record coming out it's nice to see that people who are i often associate with a certain band or in your case uh, multiple bands you know have their own thing on the side because it's always interesting to hear how someone's uh 
more more personal work, I guess, how it comes across when when you. I mean, I'm used to hearing you as a guitar player with with other yes. people, right? So, I mean, in this case, this is more your own uh, expression. So it's it's cool to see it's happening, and hopefully, uh, once that single comes out, you get a lot of listeners. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've had a um, like a preview the other day, and I got a lot of really positive feedback. Right on. along on and on until you walked by then everything was right and everything was fine cause you're mine and I thought I'd never fall so hard that I'm loving everything you are but so far will soothe my heart it's true so goodbye to my blues baby I'm in love with you I started thinking about the man I used to be I wasn't me until I found you now I'm no longer blue and life is so much more cause I'm yours all of my heart aches in the past And I thought I'd never fall so fast But at last, at last Well, only your love will soothe my heart, it's true So goodbye to my blues, baby, I'm in love with you I'm in love with you
Yeah, well, I'm Eric Jaworski, member of Tusk, member of Jerry Hatricks from previous episodes. Uh, the new project is called Animal Aesthetic. Uh, so far, it is entirely solo, everything from writing to recording, performance, mixing, mastering. I've so far done all the artwork for it. Cool. Uh, it's sort of just an exercise to sort of see what I can do all on my own, I guess. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, when, when you told me that you were you were doing this, I, I think of you as a drummer. And, I mean, there's obviously yeah. a lot more than just drums happening on the, on, the, on this music. Uh, you're singing, there's lyrics, there's vocals. Have you always kind of had this in your back pocket, this, this project uh, idea of putting out a solo project? Yeah, I mean, I had done... In uh, pretty much two years after I started playing drums, I started playing guitar. And okay. from that moment, I was like, okay, I want to write songs too. Uh, I just have always been very slow moving on that front. And uh, I've always sort of, whenever I'm in a band, let that be the priority. Let me make sure I'm fully there creatively for that. Sure. But with pandemic, um, I just had so much time and so many songs I was sitting on. And I was just like, it's time to do this it's time to mostly so i could start working on new songs too because some of the songs on that i'm going to be releasing are already like four or five years old for me okay so okay. i've got stuff i want to work on now <laughs> yeah yeah oh that's awesome that's awesome so well, i mean i think that you know based on the projects you've been in before those two you mentioned uh, jerry hatricks and tusk they're very sonically different from each other uh, to start with, and then this is you know a further departure, I guess, from what people might expect from those two bands. So, how do you sort of define the type of music you're playing with this project? Yeah, like it's well, the reason I called it Animal Setting is because I wanted to leave it vague to interpretation. Like okay. that sounds like it could be a punk band. It sounds like it could be all. I think it could be anything. Yeah, constant. Right. Yeah, I think the constant threads are that there's some dreamy guitars in there, like some police esque guitars. Cool. Uh, it's usually fairly straightforward in terms of uh like songwriting and like it's definitely not prog like something like this doesn't have these weird crazy departures or anything like that like maybe tusker uh jerry hatrick's do yeah but so it's a little more poppy in that regard but like yeah i'd say dreamy and like straightforward are still are probably the two most connecting threads it's always so hard to pin down like a genre but it is with anything with anything for sure but is this more kind of i guess accurately you as a musician like is this style something that you are, are sort of uh more expression of yourself or and then in the other bands you're just kind of playing a genre that's been established by the other musicians i mean in both tusk and hatricks i love the music we do yeah well, I hope so. Um, so it's not <laughs> yeah like but it's not to say that that's not also an expression of what i like because the thing is i played in metal bands i played yeah. in punk bands like i love so much this is the stuff that kind of comes out when i'm just sitting there jamming alone like most of these songs come from me writing something based around guitar okay. uh which is something the kind of input you don't usually get as a drummer in a band not to say i've never been awarded those opportunities but you don't normally come into a, a jam as a drummer and say hey i got this guitar riff of course yeah 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 it's, it, it doesn't usually go that way so it's a lot of it does stem from how i play guitar uh, and then sort of react around that. Like it's interesting drumming to my own songs because I almost have to turn off the fact that it's my own music and try and be like, okay, well, how would I approach this if I was just coming sure. in blind? Sure. Which is hard. Yeah, no, I, I, I believe it for sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, this, this single that you have out now, what's the reception been so far? I mean, because again, I'm assuming most people who are aware of you musically know of you as a drummer and know of you through your involvement with, you know, current bands and past bands, right? yeah exactly i think there's been a little bit of surprise like whoa you can 
do all this? Like who played, who played keyboard on yeah, this? Yeah. Who played the solo? And it's like, it's all me. And some folks have had a lot of surprise to that reaction. Folks who I've played in bands with, uh, have kind of known for a while, uh, sure. that, you know, I can do a bit of everything, but, um, yeah, definitely. And, and, and surprisingly positive reception, which is super nice. I've had a lot of, uh, whether it was on the production or on the actual song itself, which is super nice, but, uh, yeah, no, it's been, it's been positive reception so far. Cause I mean, the thing is I'm basically starting from scratch and in a time where I can't play shows to promote. Of course, so yeah, yeah. already hitting a hundred likes on Facebook to me is a milestone because, you know, it was maybe 20 from like close family before I put the <laughs> single out, you know? So sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, well, that was kind of what I, what I was going to ask next, actually, is, I mean, you know, obviously the pandemic pandemic's happening now. No one can play shows. Uh, who knows how long that'll last for, but what's your goal with this kind of once things change, assuming they do, like, is this something you want to be able to play live with? And then how, how would you put that together? You know, considering you're playing everything on the record. Yeah, I would definitely love to play this stuff live. Um, the nice thing about having been as in as many bands as I have been and, you know, knowing so many people is that especially now that there's something out there that people can get a reference on. There's it's, it's, it becomes a lot easier to ask folks like, Hey, would you want to, join me on this on stage like yeah. you don't necessarily have to join the band or anything but just like to find a drummer to find a guitar player would be that much easier um because yeah i definitely would like to to play it out for sure um especially once i get sort of the bulk of the music out so it's it's sort of the jumping off point at first i think this was a challenge to see how much i could do myself from like start to finish and yeah. now that i've done so much entirely alone uh i definitely wouldn't mind getting more minds on it because the thing about doing it all yourself is it takes a long time yeah no doubt no doubt yeah what would be your role on stage if this if this was presented live would you just be doing vocals or would you be behind the drums or where, where would you be i would probably be doing uh singing guitar playing okay like dave grohl-esque i guess yeah, is, yeah. is the simplest way to put it well, this whole project is kind of Dave Grohl-esque in the sense that you're a drummer. It was this, this secret, secret solo project, right? That you've been working on yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. A la, a la Dave Grohl, a la Phil Collins, uh, sure, a yeah, la yeah. yeah, yeah, right, right. Although I don't know if you would compare your sound to any of those guys, but uh, it's the same, the same idea, right? Yeah, exactly. It's funny because I do all three of the artists I just mentioned, I do love immensely. I'm a okay. huge Phil Collins fan, for partly for that uh, for that fact that, you know, there's a drummer that kind of stepped out and went, you know, I can do more than just this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which is huge. What is your uh, kind of timeline as far as actually having a, whether it's a full length or an EP or, or something more substantial? I think, um, it's going to, I have enough material. I think it's going to be two EPs. Uh, I'm planning to do another single, uh, okay. probably within the next, I'd say in about, within a month and a half, two months, nice. uh, it's that close to being done. And then I'd say pretty soon after that, just drop the EP, no sense in building. Cause again, our whole idea of how to promote bands and music is kind of askew right now. Cause sure. my, how I've done it since I was a teenager is you get a new band. I go play shows. I play shows. So people know who I am. And then I release music. I'm right now having to think about how to release music and make that how people find out, that it exists yeah. so that's it's kind of interesting but uh yeah so i'm thinking i'm thinking there's probably going to be two eps cool. and uh and they're they're coming along 
Well, and I guess it's a bit of a brain twist too, like in the sense of, of you doing things backwards now, right? I mean, from the way that you and everyone has, has dealt with releasing music, it's always been kind of, uh, this is the, you know, something that comes out when people see you live, they can buy it or they can come back from a show and look you up online and everything. So how have you kind of, um, you know, rearranged your brain in terms of promoting yourself uh, in this bizarre, you know, uh, alternate universe we live in? It's 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 been so strange. It's been basically, I hate to talk about it like this, but I almost have to think about like someone like an ad, like an advertising agent or something because sure. I have to think about engagement on platforms over engagement at a show. Like because that's the thing in a show, you you're very in control of how you react with the audience, how you engage yeah. people. Um, on a social media platform, all you have are the words you type and the images you post. And then of course the content itself. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's why I took the time. That's why everything has such a heavy branding to it already is because I was like, I need people to be able to look at this and remember it because they're not going to be able to have the experience of watching me to remember it by they need, I need a strong visual or it might not stick. Well, yeah, and I, kinda... you're also in a, in a situation where everyone is doing the same thing right now as well, because everyone is sort of trying to scramble to figure out a way to to get their music heard and and get people to know that it's available, you know, in this ecosystem where everyone's kind of online floating around, not knowing what's happening. So, yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. weird time to release music, I think, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. It was a, it was a fantastic, uh, the first lockdown was a fantastic time to get stuff done. Yeah. I got more yeah. done. I had I had a, a month where I was uh, completely off uh, due to, of course, COVID, and I think I got more tracking done in that month than I'd done in like the two years prior, nice. in one month. Like it, it, it totally was what switched on this project basically. But the fact that it's not gone now, I have to consider the whole thing in the scope of COVID, and it's 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 interesting. It's a challenge, but I it's it's fun too in a way. Like you think about it. Like, I don't know. Most bands don't have their logo made before they have music out, you know? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously COVID is still happening and it'll be pandemic for a while. Where can people find the single that you have out now? And what's the best way to kind of keep in touch with you to find out what you'll be doing in the future? Yep. So uh, it is out now on Bandcamp, uh, $1 or however much you want to pay. Uh, it's going soon to be on Spotify, Apple Music, streaming platforms. Uh, I'll be posting when that becomes available. And uh, yeah, the Facebook page, you can follow me there as well as Instagram. Okay. Uh, I believe it's Animal Aesthetic Band on both uh, with underscores on the Instagram. And uh, yeah, like I'm going to be or even if you already have me as a friend on Facebook, I'm going to be posting about it a lot now. But uh, yeah, um, there's going to be more stuff coming down the pipe. I'm planning to do some like uh, little song dissections as well. That'll be fun. Oh, cool. So yeah, oh, there'll yeah. be stuff to see. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you're doing it. And I'm looking forward to hearing more of it. And uh, it, it's, I guess, like the one silver lining about the pandemic is that it gives people the opportunity to actually kind of delve into projects maybe they wanted to do or uh, or just have had the time now to, to, to sort of um, hammer out. So it's cool you're doing this. And uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing more songs from you. Absolutely. Yeah, I look forward to getting it out. Like yeah. I said, I've been sitting on it for a number of years now. So yeah, it's time. Sure.
Don't treat me so rough. Yeah, my name's Fred Ennis. I'm the lead singer from a group called The Human Rights from here in Toronto. We've been doing our thing here for about 11, close to 12 years, just promoting and producing new roots reggae music for the world. You know, it's the, it's new reggae music, but it's in that tradition of the great classic reggae music that we all know and love throughout the years. So we have a brand new album coming out. It's going to be our third full-length album. It's not coming out probably till the summer or maybe in the fall, but we just released the first single off of the album. The album's going to be entitled Reggae Strong. Okay. The first single that we just released is called Peace Gun. And how long has it been since the last album came out? Because that was a, it's been a few years now, right? It has been a few years. The last full-length album we put out was 2016. So you're looking at five years since our last full-length full release. Okay. And how, how, how have things changed over that time uh, for the band? Is it still essentially the same lineup or have you had some lineup changes or what's going on there? Yeah, well, it's still the same lineup. I think in the meantime, we did have one trumpet player who played on the last record who was named Patrick McGrordy. Okay. He has since left the group because he got really busy with his other studio productions and audio works that he was doing. And then we had another guy named Danny DePoe filling in. Uh, but we'd actually recorded this last full-length record at Patrick's studio. So it's at Patrick's, the old trumpet player right. studio with the new trumpet guy. But other than that, it's the entire same lineup, you know? What is the... Um... Well, the, the song itself, I mean, the, I know you have a music video for it, which I've seen as well. What is the significance behind the title? I mean, the, the idea of a peace gun is obviously pretty strong in the lyrics as well in that song. Well, yeah, the whole sentiment of the song is that peace is the strongest weapon of all. You know, it's only when we can really get together and love and have peace that we can really achieve the great noble aspirations that mankind is designed for. It's when we actually come together and cooperate stop wasting our time fighting one another yeah. and wasting all these vast resources that are spent on, you know, the weapons themselves, the soldiers and all of that stuff. When we can take all that stuff and pool our resources and actually fight against mankind's common enemies, which, as I mentioned in the song, are disease, yeah. poverty and ignorance. So that's what the really the sentiment of the song is that, you know, the best gun of all is no gun. And we can really make things happen when we come together and do things together in peace and harmony. You know? well, it's a very timely um, thought, too, because, I mean, all of those things, disease and ignorance, thats I mean, we're in a prime time for that, unfortunately, in the world right now. Um, what do you think it is about reggae music's uh, kind of power to, to address social issues and to to basically, you know, inform people and educate people and uh, and fight back, I guess, against against systems that are that are, you know, causing all this bullshit? <laughs> 
Well, I'll tell you the truth. There was that, that that's what kind of really drew me to reggae in the first sure, place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, other than just the music itself, the rhythm, the beats, the sonics of the heavy bass and the drums and all that. But from a from a youngster, I mean, I really got into reggae music as a youngster, maybe about 14, 13 yeah. years old. And that that's was one of the things that really drew me to it was it was this music that like it was cool to actually say something. It wasn't about pop music. It wasn't about the latest dance. It wasn't about some fashion trend. It was about, you know, roots and reality. It was about what was really going on on the earth, some human condition, addressing some real history, not the kind of, you know, illusionary history. Mm -hmm. some even, and even the way it approached, you know, religion and spirituality was a more realistic way. So that's something like uh, reggae music has just always had that power of like being the voice of the people, the grassroots music that actually, you know, is not afraid to say something and is actually gets props for saying something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and especially yeah. when there's a time when, when there's struggle going on. I mean, the struggle going on all over the world at all times, but, you know, it seems like reggae is one of those genres and punk rock as well, where when there's, you know, negative things happening to large groups of people, it, it speaks out and is, is acts as a voice uh, and hip hop as well, right? I mean, very, very strong in that in that category. Definitely, definitely true. And that's why, you know, punk and reggae always had that kind of connection as, you know, rebellious music and hip hop. Definitely, you know, when it first started out, was a lot more rebellious, a lot more conscious in the lyrical flow. Yeah. You know, just like any genre of music, too. Like, these things can all get kind of, you know, co-opted and corrupted. You know, there's pop commercial reggae that focuses on, you know, violence or materialism. There's hip-hop that does the same. You know, I'm not so much sure about, you know, pop-punk music, but, you know, yeah, just no. like any genre of music, there's always good and bad, right? Definitely. So. How has this uh, pandemic affected you guys? I mean, I know, you know, no one in Canada or anywhere is able to play shows, really. No one can tour. Uh, what has the impact been on your band? Well, we haven't done a show in more than a year now. Our last performance was actually February of last year. Uh, well, not last year. I guess it was the year before. So right, it's been right. a, year, a year and change, you know. Um, I guess it's affected things and just making everything kind of slow down as far as the live performance. But you know, it's just like anything. When anything kind of happens in life, you just have to find some ways to adapt to it yeah. and make the best of the situation. So we've been, you know, we've finished, you know, mixing and mastering the songs, which we could do under some social protocols. Uh, we've been, you know, creating the lyric video and having, you know, visions for what we're going to, how we're going to release this music. We did one little uh, video out in the, in the summertime where we all kind of went out into the bush yeah. and just a little acoustic recording social distance and all that too, masked up and everything. Uh, but I guess it's just really affected us in ways like, you know, it's just like anything. When, it, when things come out of the crunch, like they always say, when the going gets tough, the tough gets more. Yeah. So you gotta, you got to make something happen. Has this been a, well, you know, I've, I've been doing two of these a week or more and talking to artists from all kinds of genres over the whole past year of this pandemic. And it seems like people are having different experiences, especially, I mean, creative people. Some people are, are completely blocked and they can't write, they can't create during this time. And others are finding it a very fertile time to, to just come up with ideas, record things, write songs. What has that been like for you? I find it's been, you know, it's been a little bit of both. Like I've had my creative little spurts at the same time. Like, I work in a cannabis shop, so I've still been working all the way through, yeah. unfortunately. So I haven't really had a lot of downtime, as per se. You know what I mean? But uh, I found it's been it's been great for the type of material that's been creating. Because just like, you know, it's like a new time, a new situation. So it calls for new songs, new lyrics, new emotions, new ways of expressing yeah. new thoughts, new ways of expressing old thoughts, new ways of getting your thoughts out there. You know, the one good thing about it is, like, right now with... You know, with a lot of people being on stay home lockdown order, you got a bit of a captive audience. Sure. So if the 
was something that you wanted to say or there was something to put out, now is a really good time because, you know, people were kind of hungry for, you know, new things to look for, new music to listen to, new sounds to hear, new messages, you know? Yeah. So it's been good that way. Yeah, for sure. But, no know, we don't like to see anybody suffering. So it's been hard on the, on the psyche to know that, A, you know, people are suffering with the sickness itself, and then B, that people are suffering just from, you know, the cause reactions and all the chain reactions of having to, you know, like whether they lose their work or just having to stay yeah. home, not being able to be social or get outside and have some fresh air and exercise. Those things can all have a, a negative effect on you. But like I say, no matter what your situation is, you have to try to just find some way to make the best of it because whatever it is, it just is. You can really, I mean, you can wish it to be a different way if you want, but it's going to be how it is. Yeah. So you better find a better way to deal with it. Is it hard to... Um create music with a positive message during a time like this where everyone, I mean, not everyone's miserable, but a lot of people are, are as you said, dealing with, you know, pretty awful situations. And uh, that may may or may not include some members of your band too, I imagine, right? Definitely, because we're all humans, right? So we all go through our ups and downs. But I found it's like, it's for me, it's like that's that's when it's easier to write positive messages when, you know, when things are tough. Because, you know, it's been said for a long time that, you know, it's easy to be good when everything is good. Yeah. But can you be good when everything's bad? Right. So that's the real test of still being able to dig deep and hold on to your faith and hold on to what you believe and stay stay true to your to your core and still keep doing what you're doing even though maybe the situation around around you changes that you try to stay constant and stay solid and not kind of get blown around with the wind left and right up and down. All oh, this is where we are. We stand firm. Yeah. Whatever the situation is, we deal with it. And same way, you know what I mean, in an upful, positive way with love and compassion. And, that you know, spirit of brotherhood, sisterhood, where you know we're reaching out to see what we can do for others. You know, not just thinking about ourselves, of also. Course. You know, because that's a great key to like getting through things like this. I mean, if you focus on your own self, you can find you. You know, it can send you a bit, a bit of a rabbit hole of whatever negative feelings or self pity or whatever. But if you can dig deep again and maybe show some concern for others, see what you can do to help. Because you know, everybody could use a helping hand in this time, whether sure. it's elders or homeless or people who are suffering poverty or people who maybe were just making it but now through the situation now it's a, it's a bit of a hardship so i think that's a good way to really kind of feel good about your own self and yeah. helping others i've always found that way you know? where where can people hear this song i mean i know it's out now you have a video um what's the best way uh, i know there's there's so many options now right there's so many different streaming oh services options. what what do you what do you prefer where would you rather have someone you know check out your song if they're going to do it well, I guess really I like the iTunes platform because the iTunes platform is at least it's an MP4. So, yeah. the, the, you know, the bandwidth and the, the strength of the signal and the actual audio is a little bit better. YouTube's got a nice visual where you can see the lyric video. You can check the lyrics of, for the song and that's good. But I find that, the, you know, the audio gets a little bit compressed on the YouTube. Band, Bandcamp also has a really good platform. And yeah. The Bandcamp platform is good because at least some of the money goes to the artists if you purchase the song. You know, we're on Spotify also. I think we're on a few other platforms. Basically, we're on all the platforms. There's so, so really, many now, too. There's, every there's day so many. Yeah. So yeah. that's what you have to kind of do. Just make it for, what you know, whatever people like, whatever, you know, whatever platform the people prefer. Because yeah. it's really up to them. I don't I don't want to tell people what platform they should listen. They're going to listen on whatever they want to listen. Of course. So we just try to make it available for all of them, you know. And for people who are maybe not familiar with your band or hearing you for the first time here, what's the best way to find out more about your older material to hear the, the previous two albums and things like that? Well, we got a brand new website that we just revamped. I saw so, that the other day. Yeah, yeah, it looks yeah. Good. So yeah, it's, yeah. Thank you very much. We're really happy with it. Like you know, 
we, you know, we're an independent band, so it's not like we have people behind the scenes and we're spending, you know, 3000 or 4000 yeah. to get our website done. So more time, we kind of do it ourselves, but this time we had some really good help from our friend Angie Roots, and she really uh, put together a real professional website. So the website address is www.thehumanrights.ca, and that's really the best way to stay in touch. We've got a newsletter you can subscribe to if you want to get on with all the information that's coming out about further singles, shows, the album release, videos, past videos, past shows, yeah. photo gallery, all the music that we've released so far is all, you know, you can check it all out all on there. Awesome. It's probably the best way, yeah. Well, yeah, like I, like I said, the, the, I, I like the single. I mean, I'm, it, it's very much in line with your sound, right? I mean, it, it definitely sounds like a like a human rights song. Um, and it, obviously the message is a positive one, and it's nice to hear new music from you. Uh, you know, well, after thanks a, few a lot, years. man. And I, I know you've been following the band for years and yeah, years now, yeah. Brother Samuel. So I appreciate that, man. And I appreciate all your love and support through all these years. Appreciate you having us on and focusing this new song. We're pretty happy with it. It's mixed and mastered by the one Dubmatics. Oh, cool. So That's awesome, yeah. We're yeah. familiar with that. He's... He's a guy here in Toronto, but he's got a bit of a worldwide reputation for having that great ear for sound. Yeah, yeah. He's he worked with a lot of great artists, Sugar Minot, Ika Mouse, Sly and Robbie, all these, you know, reggae legends. Yeah, I have, his, I have his I have his, albums, yeah. He's got a, yeah, yeah, his, yeah, his albums are fantastic, you know. They're really so good, he yeah. Put, yeah. He put his touch on this, which is really, like, honestly, the sound quality is amazing. I'm so happy with it. Love it. Awesome. Well, right on. Yeah, again, thanks for doing this. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing the new album. And hopefully when touring exists ever, if it happens, we'll see you in Winnipeg again one day. It'll happen. Just we got to wait for the right time. That's the same thing I keep saying all the while. Just let's just wait and see. And when the right time, you know, when the right time comes, there's nothing that can hold it back. Right on. Weapon of all weapons, the gun of no gun. Bam! So when me bust one shot, all down me peace gun. Wicked up be run and all the war done. And when me fire two shot, all down me peace gun. Blood is still up for one, just more love around. And when me bust one shot, all down me peace gun. Wicked up be run and all the war done. And when me fire two shot, all down me peace gun. If it's peace and love, this arrest a man willing to go bust one shot out of me peace gun. Wicked up a run and all the war done. And when me fire two shot out of me peace gun. Blood is still up for what just more love around. And when me bust one shot out of me peace gun. Wicked up a run and all the war done. And when me fire two shot out of me peace gun. Blood is still up for what just more love around. Yeah. So me go load up the clipper, fully full of peace, ammunition, pick out of the bullshit. This is all an act on me window, so me go take off him head, toss it like a cylinder. Papa D and a crown a back, so me have to take him out with the peace gun black. Ignorance strike kick down me door, so me go take off him foot with me peace for four. Boss one shot out of me peace gun. Wicked up and run and all the war done. And when me fire two shot out of me peace gun. Blood is still up for what just more love around. 
wicked up and run and now they war gonna And when me fire two shot out and me peace gonna This still a flower just for love a run I play in a band called Epirus. We're sort of like an easy core, hardcore outfit here, four piece, uh, local to Winnipeg. Uh, yeah, we were on the show before. We did that, uh, that like recording in our closet. That's if right. You yeah. Remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a good time. Uh, since then, we released a four song EP and we just recorded a two song EP and we released track one titled Anxiety um, yesterday. So, March 15th. Cool. And I was listening to it today, and it, it, it's really heavy. It, it seems, if I'm not mistaken, heavier than your other stuff. Like, when I had you on the show before, you guys still had some heavy sounds, for sure. But this this seems, um, and maybe it's because of the whole anxiety theme, it seems very um, heavy and kind of urgent. It seems like there's like almost almost panicky in, in, in sound-wise. Yeah. Is, is that uh, deliberate? Yeah, that's exactly what we were going for. When we uh, recorded all of, like, the vocals in particular we would like me and my drummer would get together and when we even when we were just having conversations he would click record and we would be like in the other room and it would pick up like subtleties of us like arguing and like doing things together and so we like layered that in the background and i really wanted to be like a delivery of like uh yeah that feeling of anxiety and it came out super chaotic and crazy and uh yeah it's exactly what we were going for i think it came out pretty sweet cool how does this differ um sonically from your previous stuff because people have you know have maybe heard your last ep and they have an idea of what, what your sound is and i mean like i said before this this seems heavier to me i don't know if, it, if it's just um because i haven't listened to you guys in a while since the last thing came out but um is there an obvious difference to you you know as a member of the band in terms of what the sound is uh yeah for sure we've always kind of struggled with finding like a band that suits everybody's style altogether because we're all we all come from uh different musical backgrounds yeah. Uh, me coming in like from more of like a punk side of things I listen to a lot of like pop punk and like easy core stuff like that and everybody's range is so different our drummer mainly or our, not a drummer a bassist mainly listens to, like rap music so we're trying to like fuse all of these ideas together and this was the first time where like I had a vision of exactly the sound I was going for and it was like portrayed super well I think um what is that sound what, what is the sound you were going for like how, how would you define it Oh, I just wanted to, like, I went through, like, a whole breakup phase, and I was just, like, angry all the time and, like, <laughs> super mad, and that's when I started getting really into, like, the hardcore scene, and uh, 
I got into Knock Loose and I was listening to like their all their albums on repeat every day and it's all that like chuggy caveman mm-hmm. riffs and lots of like dissonance and yelling and uh so I was like I need to write a song that like it's it's how I feel and so it was just like I made like there was like four tempo changes in the song where we just like play it slower play it slower play it slower yeah. and uh yeah it, I, I tried not to like think too much about it it was more of just like getting it out there and like in like the angriest way I possibly could um yeah so it just like we tried to like epitomize hardcore in these uh two songs and like anxiety in particular why a two-song ep i mean i guess that is that that could probably be considered a single i guess depending on how you want to uh, define it but why is such a short number of songs what was the reason for that um it's definitely because uh the way that we like write our songs it's almost like every song almost has a different genre okay which to some people is like well what will why don't you just, you know, pick something that works and do it? <laughs> yeah, who are you? Well, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just like really like the experimenting and be able to do what we want, how we want, because we're all like, we're all artists. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And so these two songs were the only ones that really fit that hardcore like vibe that we were going for. Um, so it just made sense to throw the two together. And I got the idea actually from Counterparts. They released, I think it was called Pure Form of Pain. And it was just a two song EP. They had like a limited merch run for it. I was like, and like everything like went so good for them. And I was like, well, you know, it's not like we're copying them, but it's like they have a template that works for them. Let's see if it works for us. And uh, yeah, even some local bands uh, like Beneath the Darkness just put out a two song EP. And I was like, "Uh, it works. It's it's doing the job. So, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess it replaces. the kind of the traditional single where you'd have, you know, one, one song side A, one song side B, because everything's digital now, I mean, most people are just doing one song, but there's no reason, I guess, not to have a two-song release um, because, you know, it, it, people listen differently, sure, but it, it, there, there was always a benefit, mm-hmm. I think, to having, you know, the single and then whatever the B-side is because often the B-side would get more attention in some singles than, than the A-side, and it kind of gives you an opportunity to, to show off two different aspects of your sound, right? Yeah, for sure. And even when we wrote the songs, we wrote it where it's almost like a sample in the beginning of Anxiety, where it's like that piano Mm -hmm. intro with like the spoken word stuff. And then the way that we originally wrote it was it had like a lo-fi like drum sample right at the end of Anxiety and it flowed into our next song. Oh, cool. And if you, you have to listen really carefully, but I think the song's like three minutes, 36 seconds or something. And in the last like three seconds, you can hear the start of the next song in it. Oh, cool. That's, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Just, that's just a little sneak peek for you, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and whoever's listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah they, they, they do really flow into each other really well. Uh, so two song EP was for us was the way to go. It made the most sense. Is the second song uh, similar thematically to the one that's out now? Uh, yeah, very instrumentally, uh, very similar. Um, but like the, the theme of the song, it still tunes into that really like angry, angsty side of things. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, one's called anxiety and the next one, I don't know when this is going to be released and if I should be talking about it, but the next <laughs> one is called parasite. Okay. And, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's basically, uh, about ex-girlfriends, <laughs> 
which is a very yeah. uh, fertile topic. I mean, uh, definitely some of the best, yeah. some of the best records I've ever heard have been people being pissed off about relationships that didn't work out. So there, there's, there's, I think there's like a yeah. way to, be, to, to do, do sad music about that and then to do like, actually, I think pretty much any emotion, right? I mean, I've heard records where someone yeah. is angry about a failed relationship and it, it generates like a lot of really emotional stuff other ones where it's really down and sad and other ones where even like there's positive uh, kind of vibes taken from that. So it, it's kind of like a timeless uh, subject matter, <laughs> unfortunately, right? Like, you know, humans, yeah. uh, like the shitty relationships happen to everybody. So yeah, people can uh, sort of express that in a lot of different ways. Um, where yeah. does someone find this single that's out now if they're looking for it? Um, it's live on Spotify, Apple music. Uh, we, I just uploaded it to uh, Bandcamp yesterday um and then like pandora deezer tiktok like we pretty much just like put it everywhere that we possibly could just in case you know somebody's like making a tiktok that's angry and they stumble across and like oh okay well, this yeah, yeah. or whatever and yeah why not so yeah basically everywhere you can find it now which is pretty sweet cool and then the previous record is that still floating around online i assume it is right the the, the earlier ep uh yeah it is although we've kind of been in talks about deleting it oh, off really? all okay. of our all, off all our platforms it was one of those, like, I guess, like, learning curves of being uh, a musician. And we had, like, wrote the songs and started all our production when we had our last singer. And so everything, like, it was, like, in the key of what his voice suited. Oh, okay. And he had all his lyrics and everything. And then we had, like, uh, let him go. And I had, like, stepped up to the role of doing all of it. And I had, like, a week to rewrite all of, like, four songs' lyrics and, like, record all the tracks so uh we just like weren't the happiest with it um but it was a learning curve and they're out there and you know they still get some uh some streams now and then but uh these these next songs like especially anxiety they were more of like i didn't have a time frame of like okay i have a week to write these lyrics i could sit on them and like really yeah. think everything through and so these ones are a lot more like personal to us and i think a lot more relatable to uh the public and i guess the sound that we were trying to to create well, I guess it's a more accurate kind of portrayal of what you guys sound like now too, right? Because, I mean, it's written with the current lineup being involved. Yeah, for sure. It was like, yeah, it was the first time where we wrote these songs and we had actually done almost all of the mixing ourselves. And then we ended up going to a local guy, Matt Simpson, who had like finished our mix and mastered it and done everything. But it was the first time where we came together and we heard the finished songs. And we were like, wow, like this is what we were going for. And like, this is... This is Epirus for sure. Awesome. As far back as I can remember, I've had this fear inside of me. It comes and goes like an earthquake in my bones. But it's not anything logical that I can explain. It's a fear of my own thoughts. Something I can't escape. Something that I live with every single day. How the fuck am I afraid of my own head? I think I'm going insane. 